Hi everyone, welcome to Third Coast Gaming Impressions. It is February 14th, we are recording this. Uh, it's episode 18, I'm joined by Austin Taylor. Yes, you are. Do, now, Ed, do you have any Pokemon card packs to open up, Austin? Do you? I sure do hope these people listen to the newscast. Um, no. <laughs> ah, but you played some games. We, we both I played some play games. I did play some games. Actually, I think I... I do have Pokemon cards, but those are years old. Nice, um, nice. Do you want to talk about... We beat Remnant. That's Let's, let's get into that. Hey, yeah, you want to talk about Remnant? Yeah, we beat it. It was cool. I like that gun. That gun's real cool that you get. Yeah, yeah. So this is in the... Um, God, I'm just... I keep forgetting that I definitely need to Google this expansion uh, because the name convention on it's it... It's like subject to... number, 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 number. Yeah, it's subject like two five nine six or something. Yeah, there's some root fucking with stuff, and you you killed the big root at the end, and you did it. And they give you a basically a mini gun at the end. That was cool. Those bosses, I think we did all those bosses in like two hours. They just threw bosses at you, man. Yeah, yeah. So we went through the entirety of the like epilogue uh, chapter of that game, where they just throw in a lot of rat people <laughs> yes right? i'll call them skavens like they do in warhammer yeah so we just fought big rat people for like two hours and then we went and fought a really big plant yep and that uh that that gun is actually like the basis of like most crit builds which i was pretty happy about which is why i was trying to get after it yeah so like the i forget the name of the actual rifle but like that machine gun they give you in like halfway through that boss fight is like a huge crit thing. Yeah, it's like this fusion rifle. It's just because it um you get these stacks that you build on it that make it spin up faster and shoot faster. Yeah. Because normally when you fire it, it's like a sh- slow shooting thing, but it's just it's just like stronger than the um the Tommy gun or the Chicago typewriter or whatever they call it, and that which I still haven't gotten yet. and I'm very sad. It's on Earth. We can grind for it if you want. Yeah, I got this gun now. I should just grind for it. Yeah, I mean, and who knows when you'll when you'll get that because it's the it's called the fusion rifle. Yeah, um, get the fusion rifle. Yeah, and I think it's a fun. It was a fun enough like epilogue chapter to it. Um, sort of, I think like noticeable like things there is that that game has never been good at like or like it's never rendered hair that well right so every there's a lot of people who are really hairy in that game in that epilogue and seeing them move is very strange yeah the hair moves while you talk to them it's a very weird thing to see but um this the fusion rifle looks like a destiny gun too except it's it's got it looks like the crystal kind of that you touch yeah yeah like it's this gun that's made out of the organic crystal that you use to as a checkpoint or a bonfire for those more familiar with Soulsborne terminology. Yep, yep, yep. And you also played some KOTOR 2. Uh, no, you two. didn't. I'm just kidding. Yeah, talk about Control. I don't know. <laughs> talk about another weird game. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Remedy Entertainment released the, or, like, made uh, Control's Ultimate Edition available for PlayStation Plus. Uh, for this month. Ah, oh, it's a wild, wild move, wild move. Yeah. These are just on sale for like 20 bucks, not even two weeks ago. 
And I think they originally uh, listed it like what was it, a month or two ago when it came out. Uh, close to that. I think maybe three or four. Um, but like, yeah, they were releasing it on like PlayStation Plus because now, like this month, they just pushed out the um, like actual next gen update or current gen update for Control that gives it performance boosts on the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series consoles. Yeah, and so I got to go through both of the DLC chapters because I already finished Control on PS4 and decided that I didn't necessarily want to go through Control again because I had all my cool stuff. And I did like the Foundation DLC as well as the Altered World Event DLC, which is really a expansion that is about connecting Control to Alan Wake. A previous remedy title. Do you get to go to Alan Wake World? As do you get to see some stuff? Sort of. So, within the AWE expansion, what happens is you get summoned by Alan Wake, who is in a sort of like state outside of reality, um, and he asks you to come save him. And you go, so you go to an investigation sector of the oldest house, which has been sealed off and theoretically lost for the better part of mm, a decade. And like you go through here, you start going through files, you realize why the investigation sector was uh, abandoned. And that's because when sort of, when the, when the FBC, the Federal Bureau of Control, investigated the events of the video game Alan Wake, right? So the, everything that happens in Bright Falls, which is Alan Wake discovers that he is a writer, has some sort of ability to make what he writes come true. He's haunted by like demons and ghosts from his previous work. His wife gets kidnapped by someone. He's going to be exploited by some uh, dude called Hartman who wants to use Wake's power to bend reality and alter it in such a way so he can better study it and understand it. Sounds like I should play on Wake, man. You don't need to. Ah, so weird. The puppets, though. Aren't there puppets on TV or something? Um, That is control. So, like, Alan Wake, when you have TVs in Alan Wake, because this is a thing Remedy loves to do, is have TV Easter eggs. Um, you get Night Springs, which is a Twilight Zone-esque show that Wake wrote for. Um, in Control, if you look at TVs, you get a puppet, like a kid's puppet show, that's about guidelines to the like to the Federal Bureau and understanding their job. That's right. That's the puppet one. Some long play. This guy beat it in like nine, ten hours. Yeah, it's. I mean, Control. Alan Wake. I could play Alan Wake. I mean, sh- sure, if you want to. Twin I won't PC. Say, yeah. It's on I won't really encourage anyone to play on Wake. I don't think it's particularly good. Um, which is kind of like where my sort of... Which is why I'm kind of cold on like the, the Altered World event DLC, right? Because it starts off and it's real interesting because the investigation sector is like really cool. You realize that there came a point where it was fulfilling the need of like a, a sort of internal affairs office and was investigating a lot of people in like the higher up of the FBC and no one liked them because of that, right? Uh, but once it, you get to the end of it, it just becomes like a, the Alan Wake tie-in because what happened is the FBC like detained Hartman and at some point he like mutated 
uh, he's like the darkness entity of Alan Wake is now like a sentient thing in the oh, FBC, no. and he mutated, and so it turns into this oh, thing no. where you're going into all these rooms and there's no light. And because there's no light, Hartman is invulnerable. So you have to run around these rooms, get the lights turned back on, and chase him until you get to the Bright Falls uh, AWE model. And then you get to do a boss fight. That's not particularly interesting. My biggest question is, do you get this cool outfit that I'm looking at? Is it, like, yellow? Um, it's a it's, it's like a black and gr- It's like a green outfit. It's like got a green stripe down the back, and it's black on the two sides of it a, do you want to throw a pick up in the discord yeah sure i'll send you this youtube video i don't know what outfit this is but it's real it's real cool looking it's real cool looking let me see if uh someone made a comment in it um, oh this this like these robes yeah that's good that's cool yeah outfit. so that's a that's an outfit you get from a boss fight in the main game called um I don't necessarily, I don't know what the correct pronunciation there, but you fight like a mirror image of Jesse, and it's just her name spelled backwards. Oh no! Jesse being the main character, you go into a mirror dimension, and these are the robes that that copy is wearing, and once you beat that boss fight, you get the robes. It's a pretty Um, good outfit. I'm looking at this, I'm going to go see this yellow outfit too. Let's see what's going on. I I don't use these robes, because on the PS4 they do cause uh, like frame rate issues. Oh, balls because like of how it moves and I'm, I'm guessing like stuff like that like animating that outfit in particular it just causes some frame rate issues on the on the pro so i never used it after a while this yellow outfit very decadent i'll say it's very the boss. Are you looking at the, the suit yeah the suit it's funny yeah it's, yeah it controls gets pretty gets pretty weird with its outfits Oh, I can't wait to play this Austin. I'm so excited to play this on a Series S, dude. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I will say, like, you know, Control was my favorite game of 2019, and that's kind of because I didn't play um, Outer Wilds or Disco Elysium in 2019. But I think going back to Control and, like, playing through the foundation, I think it was pretty safely, like, the top my favorite game of 2019 dude i cannot wait to levitate and just throw shit at people i'm so ready because it, it it was so it was kind of just janky on my 1s man so oh, ready yeah. like it control is like famous for being like one of i, I don't want to say one of the first games so like a game that really sort of showed the difference between the performance you were going to get on a base uh last generation console and like their upgraded counterparts and i like man i I nonstop tell my friends, hey, this is on PlayStation Plus. You should go download it. It's free. It's amazing. They just don't believe me. I'm just it's like I'm it's like I'm a skeptic or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's It's so good. It's, it's like it's pretty good. The perfect amalgamation of like a, what a video game should be. And it's got this weird narratives. I love the X Files narrative stuff. That's just like that stuff hooks me instantly. Yeah. And I'll say, like, this is probably, like, this is definitely my favorite thing Remedy's done. Because I haven't really liked their other stuff before this. But, like, like immediately the thing that stood out to me when I started playing this was that, like, you know, you walk into the Federal Bureau as Jesse, like, at the beginning. And I thought this was going to be, like, a story about, like, this almost 
otherworldly group of people who understand things about reality that like you kind of have to try to learn to comprehend but like as you talk to people who work at the federal at the bureau you realize none of them know what's going on they don't know anything they are i believe the best descriptor for like the employees of the bureau is in a really dope video essay uh, about control and the legacy of the haunted house where it is they are described as people who got themselves trapped in a haunted house and have convinced themselves that this was the plan all along <laughs> that's a pretty that's a pretty good description yeah it's it's great control's pretty pretty rad yeah and there are other stuff like i didn't have an xbox i didn't play quantum break um <clears throat> man I, i'm too young to play alan to play the first two max Payne games but i i know people love those games those games play so well on pc yeah, people still talk about two. Like people I know who like Remedy still talk about two being their best thing for Ma- like Max Payne two. I did play Enter the Matrix, which is basically a Max Payne two. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen anything about that game. I think I, I think I might have. I think yeah, my cousin played this once. Yeah. While we were up in Lubbock, we all thought it was crazy. It's a cool game, man. He plays ghosts and. Naomi, and you have the, uh, or Niobe, I think. I think it's Will Smith's wife right now. Or they're still married. But, um, yeah, you do the bullet time shit. I'm gonna go see if this is on backwards compatibility on Xbox. I might play that on a Series S, too. That'd be fucking wild. I doubt it is, but it would be great. Might still have it on my, uh, whatchamacallit, PS2. I played some Monster Hunter. I um, my friends fucking got me back into Monster Hunter. I, that that is all I've been doing the last two weeks because I was like halfway through the campaign. And uh, that that game has this system that I forgot about. So in Iceborne, you have to like, you get your um your grappling hook slinger, which is like a thing on your arm that you normally shoot rocks off off of, and like different yeah. flash bombs and stuff. But now you get a grappling hook. So what you have to do is you have to grappling onto the monster and you have like a charge ability so that you'll weaken sides of the monster so that you do extra damage. Because if not, apparently it'll make the fights like 40 minutes or something. So at the beginning of every fight, I'm just grappling to this monster, weakening it, and then I'm just beating the shit out of it. I did some hunt yesterday, a couple days ago. It took me 33 minutes. I was by myself. I had died twice. So I was on my last life just being like, I need to kill this fucking monster. I just screamed as loud as I could when I beat it, Austin. It was like the most exhilarating moment I've had in a while with a video game. That's great. So like in hunts, you get like three. It's just like a three like knockout system, right? You go down three times and you're done. Yeah, you have three lives. And that's even with other people. So it's solo yeah. or four people. It's just three lives. That's kind of how it's always been. You can get there are ways to get around that system. Like there are skills you can get that'll give you like one free life. Or um, when I'm solo, when your cat's with you, they'll put like a revival bubble on you, and it'll give you a little bit of health back. Yeah. And I've been fucking sure. around because you have this gemming system. Sorry, were you gonna ask something? I'll get into. I was that gonna ask like, so what? Is, what was this monster? Oh, it's this ice monster called Volcana. I'll send you a, I'll send you a thing of it. Uh, it's just like, so it's covered in ice and it looks like it's basically like, 
it looks like the ice from the um, Destiny, where it's just like attacking you and putting up these ice walls against you and stuff. But uh, it, it looks like this like noble ice dragon that's very it has like a very skinny neck and it's got like it'll as you're fighting it it'll build ice on its arms and legs and it'll shoot like an ice beam at you and stuff as oh, uh, a pain in the ass he, so he's an elder dragon so there's like all these special monster fights called elder dragons so you can't trap them and they have more health pretty much that is fun i got i got i got it down to it being able to do it by myself which was pretty cool yeah, and so then the um, elder dragons are like the big the biggins right because it's like the whole thing is that you're all there to hunt elder dragons yes correct correct so i'm okay. yeah i'm at that point in the story where i think i have a couple bosses left before i beat it but iceborne does this thing where it like it mainlines you straight into the hunts way faster than the original game does because in the original game you have a couple expeditions that you do which is you researching monsters in between certain parts of the story because normally what it'll do is in the main story it'll give you two or three monsters to hunt and then you'll go do an expedition and then it'll give you two or three more new monsters but iceborne it gives you a bunch of variants of previous monsters like there's this one guy called brachiados who he's yeah. he has explosive punches pretty much it's like this dragon with really big knuckles that they made like a what call it like a poison variant of Brachidos is really cool. He was like one of the mainline dudes from uh la 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 Monster Hunter 4, I think on the 3DS. But check out this fucker and his big fists. He just punches people, dude. He's a very bad guy. It's just a yeah. T-Rex with punching gloves on. That's, that's nice, you know. He has goals. It's an apt description of him, yeah. So, I don't know. They just they brought a bunch of variants back. and But in this one, it'll just, like, two hunts. Maybe, and then two new hunts of, like, a variant. You'll do some stuff. And then it'll give you two more. And it does that. And then you'll get an expedition every now and then. But it they want you to get to the end game in Iceborne. So you can go hunt, like... Like, they brought back a bunch of stuff. Like, there's this guy called Fatalis, who's this giant black dragon who flies around a lot and will come down. He looks like this giant serpent with, a, like, a long tail. It's cool stuff. And I've been messing around with the builds more, because there's a bunch of gems. And they're a fucking pain in the ass to get. But you're, I'm basically, like, tricking out my character so I can get, like, as much damage as possible. Yeah. I've just been having a good time. So is this, like, is this all Iceborne? Yeah, this is all the Iceborne stuff I've been doing. Yeah, so this is, like, post, like, how, I guess, like, how does the difficulty curve of Iceborne stack up with, like, the, the main campaign? Um, it's hard, it's way fucking harder, it's way fucking harder. Um, in the original campaign, I could solo stuff, and it took me, like, 20 minutes, and this, yeah. I've been, it takes me, like, 30 minutes and I've had to deck out, I've had to go into builds and look at, like, so you have these mantles, they're like these hooded um, ponchos you put on. And I've had to look into be like, oh, I'm using the wrong ponchos, I need to get these two other ones. 
because there's this one called the rock city one that'll negate like dragon roars and some other stuff and like knockdowns and then there's this other one that lets me whenever a monster will hit me I'll, i'll just dodge instantly so i did that and then i got a bunch of stuff to make my health higher and my defense higher because you really have to go in there and grind for some armor sets or you're gonna get like two hitted by monsters Jesus. and they've they've added new moves to the older monsters too that you kind of will replay and the uh-huh. elder dragons have been like much more difficult than like previous ones which has been really cool i don't know it's just fun like it's just like you know trying to think of some a way to explain it's like the demon souls or the dark souls ramp where you are just getting better and better at fighting these bosses pretty much Mm. except the whole game is bosses you know there's no fodder enemies nice yeah hey if i if i ever buy a digital copy of this i'm just gonna send it to you i'm just gonna show you the magic of Monster Hunter. Because it's way better with two people. I'll say you that at least. You don't, you don't need to try to get me into Monster <sighs> Hunter. It's not going to work. You might love it, Austin. You might love I it. I have never liked how these things work and move and play. Yeah. I There there was like a renaissance of like Monster Hunter after like Dark Souls has come out. To where people got used to it a little more. It's, I don't know. It's different. Depends what weapon. There, some of the weapons really don't feel good, and I think that can sway some people. But hey, if you're not into it, you're not into it. I'm not gonna begrudge in the topic. I do like the cats, though. I'm looking at the cats. They're the all cats nice. are good. I watched that movie, and one of the cats hit on Mila <clears throat> Jovovich, and it was fucking the weirdest shit. Did I talk about the movie yet on here? I don't remember. I think you might have, and I might have repressed that memory. The movie was a nightmare. I'm sure it was. It was a dis- it was just the shittiest. It looked like some fucking straight to DVD bullshit. That is every movie Paul W. Sanderson has made. Yeah, I'm gonna send you this clip from the movie so you can just watch how fucking garbage. This is halfway through the movie when they're fighting the Rathalos, and she's yeah. back on Earth, and the Rathalos is on Earth, Austin. Oh. And she brings it, and there's tanks shooting at this Rathalos. It's the dumbest fucking shit. Gotta hate this movie. It's yeah, just I mean, it's just so boring. Half of this movie is boring and then they get to the monster fights and they're just like over faster than you think they should be. Yeah. Well I mean it's always like really weird, right? Like this is just a weird angle for that movie because the angle like the narrative angle of that movie is that like Mila Jovich is a army captain whose like entire unit gets sucked into the monster hunter world. Somehow. Her entire unit dies 20 minutes in the movie, Austin. Yeah. It's the dumb... Oh, it's so dumb. Yeah, it's so like just the narrative angle they took with this movie is already really bad. I think it had I a really shitty much. budget, too. I don't know. That They should... I don't know. What if... Yeah, what if David Fincher had wrote this movie? No, no. Fincher deserves better. He does, he does, he does. I'm gonna see how much Enter the Matrix is on ebay i can get it for nine dollars sick i don't have an xbox though i can get on ps2 though all right uh you played hitman 2 i played some hitman 2 also but i'll let you talk about it first 
sorry, I'm just I'm in awe of this Monster Hunter fight. Um, That's terrible. Yeah, Hitman 2 sort of, you know, he said Man 3 is coming out, so I decided, what if I played, what if I downloaded this huge game and played Hitman 2 again? Uh, Hitman 2 being the continuation of IO Interactive's, like, Hitman reboot that started in 2016 and concluded earlier in January uh, with the release of Hitman 3. Uh, thing is, is Hitman 3 is going to cost me money, but I already own Hitman 2. And the wonderful thing that they've done throughout these games is if you buy, like, the new one, you get to bring your stuff over from the first one. So I have all my Hitman 1 progress already saved in here. So I get to spend some time in the shoes of everyone's favorite charismatic uh, assassin, Agent 47. And I, you know, I got to run around these, the, like, the sort of the settings of this Hitman reboot are all, like, one percenter like environments right like one of my favorites is hokkaido uh where you are in this state-of-the-art uh medical like resort that is completely uh filled with like a clientele of the one percent right like the one of the people you get to interact with is literally the antagonist of hitman absolution and another person is a dude who had like facial surgery done so that way he could look like a model that you meet or you can meet in like the first level of the 2016 hitman nice and i played some hitman too i played the demo that they put out it's just like the first level where you're sneaking into that some house some really nice house i think it's like the tutorial or something yeah, yeah. So like the opening level of Hitman Two, which I got, which is also like a really great opening level for that game, is the Hawks Bay mission where you are you start out on this beach alone by yourself and you sneak into a mansion that's or a mansion that's like right off uh, the coastline and you go through and you're looking for information on the person who's been pulling the strings behind the operations of the first Hitman game. And also to eliminate a target by the name of, I think, Dahlia, I think is her name. So you have to figure out how to eliminate her, get the information you need, and then get out without being spotted. I'll say I uh, I got spotted, Austin. They spotted me. I um, I got the information. I died once because I, like, she came in the house and I went downstairs to the garage and I grabbed some guard out there, took his clothes, hit him in the closet... I go into the house, and they're like, hey, you're not supposed to be in here. And then so I get really close to someone, they look at me like, hey, you're not one of our guards, so they kill me. Yeah, so you get close to a noticer. And uh, so I respond. Um, you're at the, you're at the, um, you're upstairs looking down when she's coming in. And I just pull my pistol out and shoot her, and I buck ass out of there, and I beat the mission. It was really the dumbest fucking thing, but I love that. People don't notice you. Like, I'm running around, there's a bunch of people, and I'm in the eyesight of people, and they just don't see me running. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, that mission is... Like, that mission's really interesting, because, like, it is so versatile in the ways that you can eliminate Dahlia, because, like, one of the first things that you can do to eliminate Dahlia, if you know um, how to, is, like, you can poison one of two drinks, or maybe both, if you have... If you brought poison along with you. Uh, because she'll drink like one of these two drinks uh, on her uh, like counter in her kitchen 
right? She'll mix up one of them and she'll drink one of them. And if you only have one thing of poison, you might get very lucky and find out which one she actually will drink. Um, you can also, you know, do what you did. You can just shoot her and run for it. Uh, or you can do what I did the first time going through, which is I just sat in like the closet of her uh, bedroom and I waited for about 20 minutes for her and her partner to go to bed. And then I smothered her with a pillow. That's wild. It's wild. No, I just, I, I remembered like the, you can get from the safe room to the garage really fast and you can just yeah. like bucket out of there. And there's like a bunch of dudes waiting at my um my boat. I'm just shooting people, yeah. Austin. I'm such yeah, a bad hitman. There's like a thing you can literally distract them by making any sort of noise. You know, like I did a sniper challenge on that map, and in order to get out, I just threw a grenade like a couple of feet from my boat, and they walked over to it, and I just immediately booked it to that exit. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I was playing the demo. I re-downloaded Hitman One because I guess they. We're giving that away for free at one point because I don't think I bought it. But yeah, so like I think it was free on Plus. It's also it was free on Epic if you bought Hitman Three through Epic. Um, for a while, I don't think it's still the case anymore. Also, but I Hitman found is... I found my Enter the Matrix disc. Rad. So we'll see if it works. Hitman One is is also really good. I will say it does have like the worst level of the trilogy, being Colorado. Okay, I'll skip Colorado. Um, yeah, because I think you should be able to, right? Because everything, every level of Hitman 1 was, like, released as an episode back when they were doing that structure instead of releasing them all at once, which I kind of miss the episode structure in a real way. Um, yeah, yeah. It was better for, like, streamers and stuff, too. Yeah. Well, it's, it's better for just, like, level mastery, right? Like, you know, there was a point in time where all you had in Hitman, like, in the first Hitman, was that Paris mission, and so you spent a lot of time learning that Paris mission, and you got pretty good at it. So that way, when they brought in Sapienza, which is, I would say, considered to be, if not the most pop, like, one of the best, if not the best level of this trilogy. Um, like, you nice. understood how the mechanics of this worked enough to where you could easily navigate Sapienza, and you got to understand, like, the intricacies of this level. And... You know, and that's even before, like, you know, getting into just how complicated that level is by itself, uh, which is still like, and still able to throw people for a loop when they're playing yeah. it, which is just incredible. That game is cool. I really want to dig into it and just like see if I learn anything from it because it seems like it's one of those games that I'm like, I'm like so much being like, oh, I just. I don't want to fuck up. I want to do these in one run, but that's like the fun of the game is yeah, like you're learning how to do these things. Yeah. You know, like it, like the entirety like of that game is like, you know, like trial and error, right. In a way that a lot of like stealth action games aren't, you know, because like, this is a game where you're in this clockwork world and you're just trying to find out how it works well enough to eliminate two to three people. And also, like, fulfill maybe, like, a miscellaneous objective. God, and the Hitman 3 level sounds so cool. Like, that, that Dartmoor one where you're playing the detective. Oh, that sounds so fucking cool. Yeah, Dartmoor seems really interesting. I want to play the Berlin level of Hitman 3, where you have to walk around that, like, club and surrounding area looking for, like, ICA agents, like, other hitmen. 
You can also sell drugs to people on that map, apparently, which is hilarious. You're not selling it, you're giving it to them. Oh, you've given it to him, my apologies. Yeah, he's looking for, like, he's look. this man's looking for his for his drugs, and you have to go and deliver them to him, and he'll get you into the club. And so that's, like, a route to get into the club, like, before you, like, first time playing through the mission. Yeah. And you played some uh, Knights of the Old Republic as well. Is that the yeah. MMO, or did you play no. the first? No, Couture. I finished the first coder. Um, yeah. And that was, you know, that's something I've been kind of chipping away at for a bit because I, I was, went back to it, I think, hmm, early December and realized I wasn't really into the style of, like, game that that was right now, especially with, like, how, how bad some of its writing is. Um, Wait, which game? But then, Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, like, I stopped playing it, like, halfway through December, and then they announced the, like, or we've had reports of a Knights of the Old Republic project in the works, so I just went back to Knights and finished that up. Should I? Should I? Okay, I know these are on backwards compatible. I'm pretty sure they are. Should I play one or two? I mean, I do? you can do both. Like, I could, I'm do not have time for both. I'm gonna pick one of them. <laughs> they're not really. I mean, they're not that long, right? Like nights. Like my playtime on GOG for nights is less than forty hours, and that's partially because I was doing side quests and spent time trying to get side missions to activate that just didn't activate at any point in time during my playthrough because there's some there's some bugs in this build. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you, I mean, you can do both. I would say the more interesting one is definitely two. But the thing is, if you're doing Xbox backwards compatibility, you're not going to be able to use the uh, a restored content mod, which goes a long way in improving that game. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, There's something about playing KOTOR 2 on a Series S that's very um, intriguing to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and did yeah, you see it, Republic Commando is coming to Switch, too? That yeah, there's like a, a leaked sort of listing for Republic Commando on Switch, and that'd be interesting. Like, I'd like to play that on a... Like, maybe that'll feel better on the Switch than it does on my PC, and like maybe I'll actually like that game. Yeah, that, that's an interesting one. Whoa, my microphone's falling. One sec. Talk to me, Austin. I'm here. Fill the dead air, Austin. Filling the dead air. Um. Yeah, and I got both the. I like, We were going to talk about like my playthrough of nights last week, but I decided to you know go back and do both endings instead. And it's just it's so weird looking at like a 2003 interpretation of like what is the light side of like the force and like what's the good side of the force in such a way that's. Like, this was before Star Wars developed any sort of critical lens for the Jedi, which isn't to say that we necessarily have one right now. There are always hints of one. Like, if you watch the Clone Wars and you look at the interactions between the Jedi and the clones within that show, you can see that someone within that, like, within that project was sort of writing in a way where you could read a critical lens of like the interact of the behavior of the Jedi specifically and like how, uh, and how they treat like the, the sanctity of the lives of their soldiers who are, you know, the clone troopers. 
but knights it's just it's a lot of really like the republic is good and you know this is the republic ten thousand years before you see it in phantom menace it's just the republic are the good guys the sith are the bad guys and the closest it gets to sort of blurring the lines is like there are like two instances where people will talk about the jedi like specifically revan and malik who are the antagonistic forces of this forces of this game uh, and sort of think to themselves like hmm, maybe giving two space wizards command of an entire army was not the best move we could have made ah but then it's quickly very quickly swept aside uh because it doesn't want to complicate like the politics of its video game yeah of course man there's a bunch of star wars games on backwards compatible on xbox there's like a whole page of them austin oh yeah whole page of them uh star wars racers episode one star wars jedi starfighter that's a banger do you play that one at all no that one's very strange I, if it, i would recommend it i don't know i just remember playing as a kid and he plays the naboo fighter for some stuff um what was the other thing oh yeah man those lego games are pretty good too i like those lego the games. lego games are good yeah they, they have the complete saga on here good stuff good times good time. did enjoy playing those on the wii yeah i i think i only played the the first game which is like the prequels and stuff and you're running around the yeah when you're running around outside the the guy's diner and shit and you're looking at all your mini figs yeah like it starts you in dexter's diner in the like console version of the first game is like your hub that's very good um yeah very good i'm trying to see if the first lego star wars is on here it might just i think it's just a complete saga i think it's just complete saga and the second game i don't think they have the first game on here which that's kind of a bummer but whatever yeah well i mean i you know the complete saga is just both of those games like slightly remixed yeah, I think it just doesn't have Dexter's Diner in the beginning. Yeah, the hub world is, is so... uh, the Moss Eisley Cantina. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's not like nearly as... I don't like the Moss Eisley Cantina nearly as much as Dexter's Diner, but, you know, what are you yeah, going to do? that's fine. Uh, All right. I made a third. Like a, yeah, it's like they have a Clone yeah, they... Wars Lego mm-hmm. Star Wars. They have so many of these. And now there's another one coming out. Yeah, they're going to do all of it. They're going to do all of it in there. And I think they're yeah. redoing the combat, too, to make it more like a hack and slash or something. More of a hack and slash. The Indiana Jones one always caught me curious. That first one is good. I think that first one, like that first uh, Indiana Jones game is fun. I remember spending far too much time in it trying to unlock Han Solo. Oh yes, that was a thing. Yeah, because you have like five, uh, like Star Wars cameo characters that you rescue, and then you get to play as Han Solo. Is the second game just the second, the fourth movie? I never played that second game. Uh, the second game has parts from all four of them, apparently. Okay. Yeah, it didn't interest me partially because i was you know i was afraid it was just the kingdom of the crystal skull and the movie's yeah. bad 
movie is not great. Yeah. I uh my thing with that movie is I'll watch the first half of it and turn it off after. Um I guess that's it for the episode. Yeah. Yeah, probably. We, we talked about these video games. Um I'm at Travis23 Doyle on Twitter. How about you, Austin? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Beardbuster, TWO. And uh, we'll catch y'all next week. I guess we will, maybe. Unless you catch us first. Ah, but I'm bum bum bum. <laughs>